Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Lord Jesus, we come before you just as we are, knowing that you will meet us in our mess. Lord, you are in that business of taking messes and turning them into messages, pain into purpose, and test into a testimony. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that we can come before you. Thank you that that you love us so much that you have not given up on us. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings that have happened and the blessings that are about to come. Lord Jesus, we ask, we seek, and we pray in your name. Amen. Let's give God some glory in the house today. Praise the Lord. stay standing for a moment it's cool to look around at the the house being full of amazing good-looking men and women of God God has called you here for such a time as this and he wants to do something new in you he wants to do something new in you he says behold I do a new thing can you not see it (laughs) that's why I wear the glasses today can you not see it I think sometimes we just need to change our perspective. We want God to just show up and fix our problems, but he's not just in the business of fixing our problems. He's in the business of fixing our perspective. If we fix our eyes on him, author and finisher of our faith, and we trust in him, even when we don't understand, we lean into him. He promises to make our path straight. Praise the Lord. Okay, well, welcome at least one or two good-looking people on your right or your left before you find your seat, but don't get too comfortable. Pull out your Bibles, pull out your notebooks. Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome our friends and family that are joining us. Why don't we start off with, they're joining us live right now, streaming in from Ruth and Naomi's. Can we give it up to everyone watching at Ruth and Naomi's right now? All the staff and all the the people that are coming in, and maybe they didn't plan on it, and all of a sudden they've come in, and they're getting to hear the word of God today in amazing worship, and we're going to keep pressing in. How about our men that are watching way up there at the Joshua house? (laughs) Come on. Okay. And then we've got the Westminster ladies, that's correct? Yeah, Westminster ladies. And I'm going to have to get a list of everybody that is watching online and joining us. This morning, we have actually a men's uh, group, a men's service of all things. Can you believe that? We just kind of kept growing and growing. It's at 7 o'clock, 7 a.m. for those ladies that need to get the men out of the house. Go learn something. Come back with coffee. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we had uh, Pastor Christopher join from uh, Kenya. Africa. Isn't that amazing? We got, we had, I think, three pastors online from Edmonton, Calgary, uh, High River. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody, but it's just amazing that we could come together and gather like this. And you know what? God is doing a new thing. If you're willing, he wants to do something new in you today. So we're starting a new series, Kings and Queens. Brand new series. We're going to talk about men and women in leadership. Come on. I don't know if you ever struggled with authority, huh? 
No, I'm the only one. No, okay, three of us. We're the three honest people in the room. <laughs> the rest of you, I pray for you. But you know, whether it be a man or a woman in leadership, there's always this tension of who we should follow and who we should lead. Right? If you've ever been in leadership yourself, you'll know that um, not everyone's going to follow you, <laughs> especially just because of position. Right? You know, but we are called to lead. We're called to lead by example, but we're also all called to follow. You see, John Maxwell talks about that we are all in leadership. He says there, that leadership is influence. Some of us have more influence than others, and some of us have less. And not everyone's going to follow you again because of position. Some people won't follow you just because of your gender. True story. I could feel a pin drop on that one. But how do we become better at both following the right leaders and becoming the leaders that God is calling us to be? See, the Bible is just full of these amazing leaders and not so good leaders. So we can learn by all examples of these amazing men and women in leadership appointed by God that help the people get through battles, help them get through famine and other struggles in life. So again, we have influence, but we might not realize who we're impacting. You know, one personal touch, one personal touch of influence could actually influence hundreds, thousands, even millions. And if you think of all the influencers that are out there right now on Instagram and social media, not all of it is good, is it? But it shows the impact you can have, whether good or bad. But again, it's the purpose. If you don't know the purpose of something, you'll abuse it. And God wants for some of you to discover your purpose today, to affirm your purpose today, what you're called to, what you're not called to. But we have the ability to influence for eternity. You know, when... <laughs> My wife and I were asked to be uh, children's pastors back in 2008 at Victory Church in Lethbridge. Uh, my first thought was, um, I don't think you want me. <laughs> her, yes. That's her, by the way. It's my beautiful bride there on the keys. She's doing a good job. She doesn't just look good. Come on. You know, if all that was required of me was just to, to, to love Jesus and, and follow him, then sure, yes, I'm in. Oh, yeah, and the part about liking kids, too, and, and parents. But, yeah, sure, I'm in. Then I guess I could manage that. But I found out later on that kids were the easy part, believe it or not. Kids were the easy part. It was the parents that were hard at times. But for me to grow personally, for us to grow, even in our relationship and in leadership, we had to learn from great men and great women in leadership.
monarchy of Israel and the only female judge mentioned in the Bible. And guess who would follow her? Gideon. Another story. Look it up. But Judges begins with the death. It begins pretty sad, actually. Actually, the whole book is pretty sad, but there's good in it. It begins with the death of Joshua. Now, Joshua was the one that led the Israelites into the promised land and told the people that if they were faithful with their covenant with God, by obeying the Lord's commands, then they would be blessed. But they didn't. And the book tells about a nation's total failure. The book gets its name from the types of leaders that Israel had at the time. Before they had kings, they had tribes. And they were governed by judges. They were tribal chieftains. They were warriors and political warriors. And a little warning about the book is it's a little graphic, slightly. The Bible's messy. It's also very disturbing and it's very violent. It's funny how some of you are now going into it. Oh, really? <laughs> it's rated R for real <laughs> and relationship, of course. And the book talks about, again, both good and bad leadership, but the book of Judges also talks about a hope for the future. A future king would be Jesus. So Israel was supposed to drive out these people called the Canaanites. Why? To avoid their moral corruption. Have you ever noticed this? I shared this with the men this morning. Sometimes, you know, we know something isn't right, but we tolerate it, right? And then after a while of tolerating it, we accept it. And then we might even find ourselves defending it. You ever notice that? And that's similar to what happened to, to the Israelites. They're supposed to drive out the Canaanites. Why? Because of the moral corruption. They worship these other gods, lowercase g, lower g, small g, okay? There's only one God. And they sacrifice children. That's not the God that we serve. But the Lord knew of the power of influence. Because what you tolerate can become your standard. And the good father cares about us and sometimes there's a reason why he says, no, don't go there or don't let that thing in. You with me today? All right. Yet, unfortunately, the Israelites, they move in and they start adopting these practices. And this didn't please God. And if you read through the book, you'll see this cycle of sin, then oppression, but then they would repent and then they experience deliverance and then peace. But then they would repeat it again. Maybe sin, oppression. Repent, deliverance, peace. And it's just a cycle that moves. You'll see it move through all through the book of Judges. Actually, you'll see it move all through our lives. It's something that just has continued. Thank God for Jesus. Otherwise, we wouldn't have that hope. And in chapters three to five, you're going to see three judges who are pretty good. They're pretty good judges. And they all have these epic, bloody 
stories. And through the judge themselves or through the people that help them, they're able to defeat the enemy and deliver Israel. Israel's self-destruction only happens when they turn away from God, the one who loved them, loves them, and saved them from slavery in the first place. In the end, Egypt needs to be delivered again from themselves. But let's take a look at one of the good judges, Deborah. And if you'd open your Bible with me to Judges 5, just show me if you, if you brought God's word with you today. And don't just say, well, pastor, his word is written on my heart. <laughs> I know that. Come on, show me your Bibles, even if they're glowing. Raise them up. Oh, this is my, one of my favorite parts. Look at all the, it's like being at a concert. <laughs> a good concert. <laughs> then turn to Judges 5 and um, you can even go on the Version app. You can, if you search on events, you're going to find the first event should pop up as College Street Victory Church. And my notes are on there. And so you could take them and make them better or follow along that way. But there should be a title when you open your Bible right there on chapter five. Who's got it? What does the title say? Just say it out loud. The Song of Deborah. We know that worship is our weapon. We know that we have reason to sing. This is the song of Deborah. And verse three is where I want to start. She says, hear this, you kings. Kings and queens, perfect. Listen, you rulers. I'm just reading as it's written. Is there an exclamation mark in your Bible? Okay, just checking. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will praise the Lord, the God of Israel, in a song. This mighty woman of God had influence, and she had a reason to sing. And I, this is not in my notes, but this morning I said to the men, what song have you been singing lately? And who have you been singing it with? Because if you read on, she's not singing it alone. And I think sometimes we don't even realize that we're singing to the wrong tune because we just let stuff in. And the song sometimes people is singing sounds like Chicken Little. The sky is falling, the sky is falling. You know that story? That's not the song my God sings. Come on, he sings victory in Jesus. It is finished. It's good that I go. I'm leaving with you the Holy Spirit. You will do even greater things. This season's going to be great if you let it be. Greater things are yet to come. But remember, I said he's going to do a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19 says, in the wasteland, in the wilderness, it seems like there isn't a way out. When it seems dry, he's doing something. Even when you don't see it, he's moving. In verse 7 of Judges 5, she sings, Villagers in Israel, villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose. Until I arose a mother in Israel. Do not mess with a mama bear. Do not mess with a mama bear. Especially one that is anointed by God. Actually, they've all been called and anointed by God. See, I need to mention, you know, we need to read the whole thing, but three verses prior to this, Deborah is giving credit again and again and praising God for all that God did 
okay? So don't just read one verse, read it all. And here's the thing, she's saying, you know, no one stepped up until I stepped up. It takes influence to initiate. It takes influence. How many times are we waiting on God and God's been waiting on you? You just move, make some moves. Faith without works is dead. Get a move on. This is a movement, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed that. Victory Churches is a movement. And movements moved the last time I checked. <laughs> However, influence without godly insight will lack proper foresight. Did you catch that? Influence without godly insight will lack foresight. That's why we're told to seek wisdom and knowledge more than gold and silver. We lack the insight. You know, the word insight comes from the word in spirit. Did you know that? The original word insight comes from the Greek word in spirit. So the only way you're going to get foresight is through the Holy Spirit in you. Come on. The first point. I gave you lots of points, but this is the first point if you haven't written down any. Influence is in your identity. Listen to this. Influence is in your identity, not the other way around. The world would like you to believe that the more influence you have, the stronger your identity. God wants you to know that your influence comes from his identity in you. In the God of the universe, the God of the universe dwells in you. This influence should pour out of you like living water. Right, Sharon? It should pour out of you. Because we cannot contain the uncontainable. The verse says the villagers would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose. Where have you been holding back? Who are you waiting on? Are you waiting for Jesus to come? Because he already did. Whoa, hey, that wasn't in my notes. <laughs> that was worth your gas money right there. See, people are, are holding back. Sometimes they're not even willing to take a stand until somebody else will take a stand. They're just waiting on someone to move. They're wanting to move. They're looking for leadership. They're looking for the right influence. And it starts with one influencer. But it takes more than just intent. You have to go through the actions. Faith without works is dead. Without God, Deborah would have had followers, but eventually they would have fallen. We see that happen again and again and again in the Bible. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's hard when things start to grow and you think of, you move from look what God did to look what I did. And God, he, he loves us. He disciplines the ones he loves. And he has a way of, if we don't humble ourselves, he has a way of humbling us for his glory. And because he loves you. Because he loves you. He's got more for you. But influence should flow again out of our identity. Again, not the other way around. What you influence must flow out of who you are. What you influence must flow out of who you are in Christ. 
You know, Jesus said, if you want to be a great server, you need to, uh, yeah, if you want to be a great leader, you need to be a great, even greater server. Now, that's an upside down way of thinking compared to the world. But we don't live by what the world says. We live by what the word says. <laughs> Again, the, the who needs to be before the do. You are a child of God. You're created in the image of God, made to serve and worship him. And we start to lack the insight when we start to lack the intimacy. We don't talk to him. We don't listen from him. Sometimes we just need to be still and know that he is God. We need to trust the, the process because of what's written in his promise. Not what we see with our outer eyes. But we cannot see what we believe in our heart because he says it. You know, Romans 12, 2 says that we aren't to conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Here's the thing with truth. It's always tested through the, tri through the trial. Truth is always tested through the trial. How does gold become pure through the fire? It eliminates all the impurities. Now somebody posted something that was just amazing about those that, the, the master that works with silver. Whoever posted that and come talk to me later, all the glory to God. And how when silver is, is refined, it has to go through the fire. And the, and, the, and the master, the one working with the silver, always has to constantly keep its eyes on the silver in the flame. Because you can put it in the fire too long. And it keeps its eyes on the silver. And then when interviewed, well, when do you know when the silver is ready and at its purest? And the master said, when I can see my reflection in it. You're going through the fire. I get it. And it hurts. <laughs> but he's got you. He's watching you. He's refining you. The more you go through it, the more you're going to see him. It's a story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and not to get into all of that, but, you know, the government was forcing them to bow down to this golden statue, King Nebuchadnezzar. Three dudes served the Lord. They were close to Daniel. They chose not to bow down. Chose not to give in and bow down. And they were put into a fiery furnace. That was the punishment. And before they went in, they looked at King Nebuchadnezzar. They're really respectful. I would be too going close to the fire. But they said, you know, they acknowledged he was the king, but he said, they said, we're not going to bow down. And you know, our God is capable of delivering us, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down. And when they were in the fiery furnace, Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up. There he was. And when they came out of the fiery furnace, this is beautiful. They didn't even smell like smoke. It said there wasn't a hair. Yeah. All you ex-smokers out there, you're like, praise the Lord. <laughs> Going through. I believe someone's going to get delivered today from that. You wanted to quit smoking? 
today's your day. You just, because you, the problem is you've been trying to do it on your own strength and instead of God super in your natural. So just let him touch you right now today. Just let him touch you. Say, Lord, I need, I need, I, I need your strength in here. I thank you that in my weakness, your strength is made perfect. This is the time. Throw it down, but it's going to take a step of faith. Bam. Woo. Feel that. Most people are waiting on others. Most people are waiting on others to make moves. Why? Because they need leadership in their lives. And we are called to lead at the capacity that Christ has called us to lead, just like we are called to follow. Some of us think like, well, I don't have uh, the capacity to do so. Well, thank God he's got patience and grace for you because he's about growing your capacity, not settling for where you're at. And as a man thinks or as a woman thinks in his heart, so he is or so she is or will become. That's why we're not to conform to the patterns of this world. For he is able to do above and beyond all that we can hope, imagine, or dream of according to the power that's him within us. See, you may be called to lead your family, your friends, your coworkers. You may be called to lead a business or ministry. Actually, I think that business is your ministry, by the way. Some are even called to lead a nation. Whatever your calling may be, the hardest person to lead will always be yourself. The word says that the person who trusts in himself is a fool. <laughs> That's why I trust in the Lord and lean not on my own understanding. That's why I seek him first. And what... what I, and I really appreciate you, Rick. And I appreciate all the men in the house. It's, it's becoming our language in here that when we talk and we're not sure about something, we say, what does the word say? What does God say? Let's just go to the word together. We don't have it all figured out, but he does. So if influence flows out of your identity, who does God say I am? Who does God say you are? world would like you to believe that again the more influence the stronger your identity but that's not the truth that's a lie your influence flows out of your identity in him we cannot say i will not i will not try to contain the uncontainable you know psalm 78 verse 1 says they limited the holy one of israel Remember I talked about Joshua? Before Joshua, there was Moses. And they were called the man. They came out of slavery and oppression, and they were supposed to go right into the promised land. And they had to face the same Canaanites. But all they saw was giants and fortified cities. And it said, when we saw them, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. What they focused on is what they gave power to. Why do we buy into the lie too? If we just become a Christian and we get to know God, that everything's going to be easy. You can't have victory without a battle. It's the same goes for your relationship. What are you going to fight for? And don't try to do it alone because that's not going to work either. Your influence flows out of his identity in you, through you. I'm sorry, you're not going to make her or him happy on your own. 
You're not going to complete each other. I'm sorry, was that Jeremy Maguire? (laughs) Only God can complete you. When you come to that realization, when you come from that strength and foundation, then you'll have something to stand on. So when the storms come, and they're going to come, you're going to stand on the word of God. If he is for me, then who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every lying tongue that tries to come against you will be made known false. Woo! (laughs) The stand you take, the decision that you make, your position must flow out of the person that is Jesus, 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 Jesus over everything. Honey, you're doing great. I feel you back there. I'll take you out later. Leave the kids at home. Verses eight to nine. Judges five, we're still in Judges five. God chose new leaders when war came to the city gates, but not a shield or a spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with Israel's princes, with the willing volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord! (laughs) God's heart is with the willing. You know, if, if you read on, I believe it's in Judges 4, chapter before, it talks about how, you know, because of their choices and their decisions, they found themselves in their situation. And how many times do we blame God for the decisions that we've made? Be like, well, God, I thought you were a good God. I thought, I thought you were here. And you're like, oh, I love you. I gave my one and only son for you. I've given the Holy Spirit to you. I'm still here. Just repent and come back to me. Stop trying to do it your way and do it his way. But they find themselves in this place of oppression and the Canaanites had actually taken away all their weapons. They're fighting a battle without regular swords and spears and who knows what they're you actually if you read there were they had staffs what are you gonna do they had a voice they had numbers they had god they had what else do you need point two those that are willing that's what the scripture says Those that are willing to volunteer will find victory. You gotta be willing. Nobody could force you. God doesn't force himself on you. He loves you, but you gotta be willing. It's always been a heart issue. It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of priority. There's a time back in the day, and I know some of you still use checkbooks. Actually, I even have a checkbook now. Well, you know, you could, you know, you log in your checkbook. I could tell you what you value and where your priority is going by if you show me your checkbook. Because where a man's treasure or woman heart is, their their heart is also. You can see, right? You invest in what you believe in, do you not? Yeah, same reason why we give to God. We believe in him. We believe in his word. We believe in the principle of generosity because he said it. And we sow and we reap. 
lost my train of thought. God's choosing new leaders. I said God's doing a new thing. He's choosing new leaders. He's choosing character over skill. Anybody can be flashy. Are they preaching faith? Are they preaching the gospel? Are they preaching good news? Are they just pe- preaching fire, brimstone? Is that not, is that okay? What are they preaching? Last time I checked, the gospel means good news. This is those that are fully committed. The volunteers, like, are you all in? Are you kind of in? Are you tiptoe? You're all in. I know, Cam. I saw, I could, all in. All in. Just in case you didn't know, Pastor, I'm that was cute. I love that. You just say it louder. All in. <laughs> I'm all in for Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm all in for Jesus. It's not a, I have to. It's an I get to. I get to be a part of life change and influence. Kids ministry. What? Family ministry. What? Street ministry. What? That's influence. All for the glory of God. Healing. Redemption. Salvation. People are being set free. I get to be part of what my Jesus is doing. I'm all in. I don't want to be sitting on the fence and whining when I can be in the battle winning. I'm all in. Ah, Victory belongs to him, but I want to be a part of it. (laughs) The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. 2 Corinthians 16, 9. God is seeking leaders that purpose to honor him and honor others instead of honoring themselves. Romans 12, 10 to 12, be devoted to one another. In what? We just learned about this. Love. Love. Honor one another above yourselves, never lacking in zeal, but keeping your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Read it all. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Proverbs 22 verse 4 says, True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and long life. Some of us have been seeking riches instead of righteousness. Just flip it. Seek righteousness. He will provide all of your all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Come on. Just paper. It's much more to life than that paper. And they want to get rid of that. You see, submission comes before succession. Ooh, that's good. Write it down. Pastor Rudy, write that down. Submission comes before succession. We must submit ourselves to the Lord, trusting that he will establish our ways, volunteering our life, our life of service. God's love leads to freedom and liberty. That's the God we serve. Okay, verse 21. The 
river of Kashan swept them away. The age-old river, the river of Kashan, march on, my soul, be strong. Someone say, march on. Now try it for your soul. Say, march on, my soul. Be strong. Feels good, eh? You should try that every day. March on. Speak to that which is already in you. Sometimes we're, we're just so stressed. Someone would say too stressed. Trying to get along that we fail to march on. Again, I, I just sense the Lord just keeps saying this to us. Don't give up on people, but be, give people up to God. Don't give up on them. He hasn't given up, but sometimes you need to march on. You need to march on. And you need to look at who's right in front of you, who's right beside you. We're worried about what's going on out here in the work, but his will starts in your family, right? And we're letting this pull away from us, distract us. We're letting other things in where we just need to say, nope, even if it's a no for now. Not forever. <laughs> Be strong. Speak to your soul. The heart of your heavenly father will give you the strength to carry on. By his spirit, not by your strength. By his spirit, says the Lord. He'll give you the strength to, to carry on even when you feel weak. And I say that because you're not what you feel. You're who God says you are. Oh Lord, I feel weak. Feeling, feeling one thing is what, don't take the false identity and say you're weak, you're not smart, you're not good enough. None of those are I am statements. There's only one person that reserves the I am statement and that is God, the great I am. So when you're using that word, using his name, make sure you're not using it in vain because you are a child of God. Be strong. His strength is made perfect through weakness. Be strong, carry on, my soul. Verse 24, she says, check this out. Most blessed, most blessed of women be Jael, the wife of Herber, the Kenite. Most blessed of the tent-dwelling women. Why, you ask? Hang on. Her hand reached for the tent peg. Her right hand reached for the workman's hammer. She struck Sisera. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. What? I told you it was going to get graphic. <laughs> See, those that are willing to battle will be blessed. See, God's ability to influence one woman was the ability to influence many. JL would have been strengthened by seeing the power of a woman in leadership such as Deborah and thought, if she can do it, then I can do it. I'm going to tell you this. You need a little more context. The leader of the Canaanite army ran like a coward when the army was being defeated. And this man tried to step into this woman's tent. And remember, this was still a man of authority. But Jael had to make a decision on which side are you going to pick. 
And she let him in, and he wanted to lay down and hide under the covers. And he was thirsty, and she gave him something to drink. But when, she, when, when he laid down, she stood up. And she knew what she needed to do. You're like, what weapon do I have? There's a tent pig. <laughs> There's a hammer. <laughs> yeah, it's graphic, I know. <laughs> I know. But when will you say enough is enough? No, don't go do that to anyone, please. <laughs> but what will you stand for? What will you stand against? And careful, if something comes into your home, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, women? What are you going to do about it, men? This coward came to hide in her tent. And he didn't realize what he was coming up against. A mighty woman of God. She wasn't going to give in. She was going to give her strength to the Lord and draw from that strength and do what she needed to do. So instead of of, of being subdued by this man, she submits to God. She finds enough strength within her to overcome this commander. Come on, guys, this is no small thing. A commander of the Canaanite army of King Jabin. And she hammers that ten peg into his temple as he laid down there to rest. caution some men in the house there's some boys trying to be men right now and God is calling you to man up be careful when you go into somebody else's tent somebody else's property remember that's still God's house be careful when you lay your head to rest and where you do so Do not mess with or try to take advantage of a godly woman. You will pay. You won't die. I hope not. But you're going to pay. That, you know, I think of my Chloe. She's my princess. And I just think about how worked up I get. If some guy is ever going to treat her wrong or take advantage of her or not treat her as the princess that she is. Now, if I get that worked up, how much worked up is our Heavenly Father going to get when we buy into things like false love that's really just lust? No, Jesus said, it's coming. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Jesus said, if we even lust after another woman, we've committed adultery. Like, you don't even have to do the act, just that you literally, like, you put your attention where attention isn't supposed to go and your energy where it's not supposed to go. Whoa, thank God for forgiveness and his grace. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't leave you there. <laughs> I can't leave you there. Because his mercies are made new every morning and great is his faithfulness. He is, ju- he is just, he's a just God, but he's also to for- faithful to forgive you of your sins. But don't go keep going back to the tent. Come on, man. Don't keep going back to whatever that thing is and be like, I'll just ask for forgiveness. 
You know, Paul talked, was really clear about that. So if we're saved by the grace of God, should we just go continue sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning? No. That's not love. It's definitely not love. Lust takes love gifts. God's not finished with us yet. He wants you to have an amazing relationship despite what happened moments before you came in here. Today's a new day. Today's a fresh start. For some of you, it's just the revelation that you're getting right now that is bigger than the reason why you can't figure out why things aren't going good right now in your relationship. God's just saying, trust me, put me first. He'll meet you where you're at. Trust me, he'll meet you where you're at. Right in the middle, if you let him. He's not there to condemn you. He actually said in John 3, 17. Everyone knows John 3, 16, right? Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him, last time I checked, whoever is whoever, would not, that's all of us, would not perish but have everlasting life, eternal life. And God, he, Jesus says, for I did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Don't think that like you got too much mess that God can't handle it. He's like, that's my business. I'm in that business. There's not one of us, by the way, that is more holier than thou. Sin is sin. The wages of sin is death. We all sin. We all fall short. So don't use that as an excuse either from for you to ex execute. That's what I said to the men this morning. Too many times we use excuses and therefore we don't execute. Well, I'm just this way because this happened to me. So what? Sin happened to all of us. We all struggle. Where will you go from here? God happened for you. When sin happened to you, Jesus happened for you. And if he is for you, then who can be against you? Rise up! <laughs> Stand up, mighty women of God. Stand up, mighty men of God. Stand on the truth. Don't fall and step on condemnation because that's not of God. Conviction speaks to you in a loving way. He's got more for you. He's got more for you. I'm not done with you yet. I got more for you. I've anointed you. I've appointed you. Appointed you. I've set you apart. I put you in this house. I put you next to that person. Get ready. There's going to be a battle. Spoiler alert. It's already been won. We win. <laughs> Victory belongs to the Lord. Okay, let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. The verse that I have for us to focus on, meditate on this week is, is Judges 5.31. And I hope you guys leave hungry. Like, I hope you're going to get into connect groups. You're going to talk about this more. You're going to go deeper. There's way more in here. There's way more. There's way more in here. Thank you, Lord. Verse 31. So may all your enemies perish, O Lord. But may they who love you be like the sun when it rises in strength. Then the land had peace for 40 years. Thank you, Lord. Every day is going to come with a battle and a breakthrough and then a blessing. But remember, it starts with the battle within. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that it speaks life to us. 
It sets us up. It sets us apart. I thank you for coming to this earth. I, I, I thank you for laying your life down for us. you that even when it seems like it's over and it's done, you're never finished. I thank you for healing. I thank you for love. I thank you for peace. Lord, I just pray that you'd give us the strength to lean into you, to find our identity in you, to find our purpose in you, to look to you when we feel weak. I know there's many of us today that could use a healing. I know sometimes it comes not the time or the way that we'd want it to come. But you taught your disciples how to pray. We know your will. Thy kingdom come. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know when you talk about heaven, there's no sickness, there's no disease. We are made whole. Touch us today, Lord. Feel a heaviness in the room, and uh, sometimes we just get tired <laughs> of going through the motions. Sometimes we get tired of praying. I think, oh, Pastor, you never get tired of praying. And like, it gets tiring, <laughs> but I keep doing it anyway. Not because I always feel like it, but because He says, never cease praying. The healing that some of you need is physical. The healing that some of you need is, is, is emotional, it's mental. But the root of it is, is spirit, in spirit, in spirit. It's spiritual. And God wants to meet you where you're at. I mentioned before that we've been looking for reasons. We've been trying to understand this is the revelation. He is Lord. He is Lord. He's over all. He's Lord. Will you let him be Lord? Will you let him in? He's Lord. I was so honored to do a celebration of life yesterday. Carrie, for your dad. That was powerful. And I think one of the heaviest things was opening up this man's Bible. I got to read out of Gary's dad's Bible. And when I got to this part, I'm getting to this part with you. We were told in Romans 10 verse 9 that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, we will be saved. And Gary shared this cool story. You know, their, their background was Catholicism, right? I'm not here knocking any religion. That's not what I'm here to do. But one day, 
your dad found this truth. And he came into the house and he says, we're no longer Catholics, we're Christians. We're Christians. Today we are, we are Christians and he confessed it. We are Christians. He believed in his heart and confessed it. We are Christians. And that seed was sown. And you can already see the fruit of that. And as I opened this man's Bible, and I got to the por portion of Scripture in Romans 10, what verse was highlighted? Verse 9. He read it in God's Word. He believed it in his heart. And he lived it out in his life. God wants to meet you where you're at. The revelation is relationship. It's not religion. It's relationship. Just receive. Receive him. Receive his love. Receive his grace. Let him in. So I'm going to pray us through a prayer. We're going to do exactly that. The influence. One man's influence has affected nations upon nations and is still affecting people today. Right here, right now. What would your influence do with God in you? Who are you going to affect? Let's pray together. Just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to mess up. I know what it's like to sin. And I know what it's like to do my own thing. I'm ready to let you in. You see, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose on the third day. Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? I thank you that my past is past. Today. Today is a new day with you. In Jesus' name. Just stay in the moment, eyes closed, heads bowed. Just take a deep breath in if you would. Just, just, just breathe in God's presence right now. Just literally, just take a deep breath and let it out. I know there's healing happening in the house just because of that prayer. That's what happens when you let the light in. Where there's light, there cannot be darkness. If you don't believe me, try it next time you go in a room, flick on a light switch. Darkness goes, please. Jesus is in you. Jesus is in you. Jesus is in you. And he wants to move through you. Just let him. Just let him move. Just let him move. I can, I can literally feel healing happening in the house. Physically, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. So if you not just felt the presence of God, but you, you prayed that prayer whether it be for the first time or you're coming back to him in the revelation of relationship with Jesus and you're inviting him in today, just give me a thumbs up in the room. Say, yep, yep, thank you, thank you. Pastor, that's me. Thank you. Come on, come on, thank you. He sees you, he sees you, he sees you, and he loves you. Welcome home. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Watch God's influence move through you. Watch signs and wonders that follow those that believe that walk in faith, that move in faith, that act in faith, that talk in faith. Praise you, Jesus. So the next thing that we're going to do at College Street, we, we, we fill this tank out of faith every Sunday with water and out of obedience, by the way. Because we are commissioned in the Great Commission to go in the world, make disciples. We're not here in the business of making converts. I don't know if you noticed that. 
The vision of Victory Church is to reach, teach, and mobilize. You're not going to get very far unless you walk with Jesus. And Jesus said in Matthew 28 that we are to go into all the world. How many feel a calling that goes beyond uh, Chilliwack? Show of hands. I thought so. <laughs> there it is. We're to go into all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching others to obey his commands, and surely he is with us always. Surely. We are commissioned to do this. And what happens, in, it says in Romans, we go in the water, we're baptized with Christ. It represents when he went to the grave. When we come up out of the water, it represents his resurrection. It says we are literally resurrected with Christ. God's been calling some of you to step in. And I get it. Your heart's pounding out of your chest and you've been waiting for the right time. When is the right time? Now is the right time. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You're not doing it for the other people in the room. Maybe you are. Maybe you're doing it for your family. But you need to do it for you, for obedience. You need to step in. When you come up out of that water, that sin doesn't have authority over you anymore. Oh yeah, you'll battle it it doesn't have authority over you, Emerson. <laughs> you walk in your true identity. Influence comes out of your identity in Christ. And that goes the same for all of us. Rick, <laughs> Brad, <laughs> sorry, if I can see you, I can say your name, Marissa. <laughs> Let's see if I get somebody way at the back. Mark, Michael. Yeah, Kadeen. He's like, is he going to say my name? Hey, brother, are you coming up to be baptized? That's what we're doing. Okay, let's move into the next stage. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time. Thank you.